Welcome back to the Born Bro Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for latest podcast clips and podcast updates. Today we have a very, very special guest. He's the 41st mayor of Rockford, Illinois. He's one of the youngest mayors ever elected in the city. And he became Rockford's mayor before the age of 35. He is now serving his second term and he implemented the largest capital improvement programs in the city's history to improve Rockford's streets, bridges, and infrastructure. Without further ado, Mayor Tom McNamara. What's going on, guys? How you doing? We're super excited. We got this sound effect and everything. Yeah, it's probably dope. the only time I've gotten an applause coming in somewhere. <laughs> Actually, before we got started, I wanted to give you something based on our conversation that we had. Okay. So I got you this book, and it's called, here, I'll show the camera. It's called Attitudes of Gratitude. Because awesome. you told me that the two main things that you know you can control are your attitude Yep. And how grateful you are. Well, this book is kind of like speaking on how to have the attitude of a grateful person. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, I want to give you I can't thank you enough. Yeah, of course. So, when we talked last, uh, I mentioned this means a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, my dad, who passed away about two years ago. You move your mic. Yep. Uh, so, my dad, who passed away two years ago, you know, probably like most people, uh, dads are heroes. Thank you. Um mm. He always said attitude and gratitude, so that's really cool. Yeah, Thank of you. course. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So, so what's um, going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got a, we got a lot going on. You're actually our second guest mm-hmm. ever. Who so was the first. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, we had um, Lenore and uh, other. Yeah. So there's two friends of ours who have a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, one of them's other, and the other one's Lenore. So we had them on, um, and we actually had our worst audio. In that episode yeah, ever, but it was we made it work. Uh, we ended up completely getting rid of the uh, <laughs> getting rid of the mics, <laughs> so we just had the camera audio, and it's, we just we just like was like uh, just go for it because we didn't have a choice at that point. So, but we had everything on, <laughs> but nothing. <was> coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had all of the yeah. we had the headphones on. Yeah, we had the mics going, but uh, I don't know. Man, it was our fourth episode. <laughs> we didn't really understand how you know things worked. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, we're all like, oh, man, the episode was so great. And then I went and checked out the, the computer. And I said, guys, hey, like the whole thing didn't yeah. even record good. And like the worst part is when you uh, when you get to the end oh, and man. you're all celebrating a little bit. Where yeah, everyone's, high, <laughs> everyone's high five. And like you wasted the good surprise. <laughs> yeah. On. And then, oh, yeah. Then we go check and it was like the worst. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so was, we had to. Well, good. I can attest it's working. <laughs> I was going to say we had to get you the real deal. Yeah. For this, so this is yeah. awesome. Yeah, only the best. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, how is how is your you know your regular life outside of your you outside know, of work? So, it's awesome right now. I will say. Uh, <laughs> so, I have a five year old about to be six in May. His name's Malachi John, and I have a now seven year old daughter, Olympia Rose, and a wife I don't deserve named Sarah. <laughs> and so, Sarah has a little shop downtown called uh, Gem, Gather, Engage, and Make, and uh, that's going well for her. Um, honestly, uh, just being with my kids is about as good as it gets, and they're both healthy. I have nothing to complain about. What kind of things are sold in the store, Sarah's store? So Sarah's <coughs> store is pretty yeah. neat. Uh, so she's a, an artist. She's a no, linoleum block carver, and she prints those linoleum blocks on textiles and other uh, 
other goods, I will say. Um, but she also has, she takes in artists, and it's only female artists okay. in her shop. And so it's a really inclusive, really welcoming space. You can get stationery. You can get pencils with sayings on it. You can oh. get artwork. You can get pottery. You can get candles, whatever really mm -hmm. gift you want to give. Uh, it's a really cool space. Yeah, we'll have to go check it out. You Spe definitely, definitely have to go check it out. Speaking of your life outside of being a mayor, mm -hmm. uh, is there anything that you hold dear that you're most proud of outside of mayorship? For sure, my kids. I yeah. mean, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> this will probably be used against me at some point, but I will <laughs> say uh, I never was like I loved kids, but I never really thought I would. Have them? I, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, Clip it up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> putting it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I I it's just amazing. It, I mean, yeah. honestly, it's I can't even imagine life without it. I mean, those two, uh, every morning I get to see my kids. So I, I wake up early. I'm up at about 4.30. And from about 5 to 6.15, that's my time with my kids. And, man, I wouldn't replace it for anything. So that's by far the best thing I got going on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very beautiful. It's beautiful. Is it um I have one more question real quick. Uh is your I forgot if you said is your schedule really twenty minute intervals? No. Uh so it, it varies. I will say when I first got into office to today it's changed pretty drastically. When I first got in, I was always like it's okay, everyone gets an hour. Yeah. Well that quickly uh, <laughs> that quickly went away. Sorry, I um, it all depends. So, if, I mean, I try to do it at really as quick as I can, but also being as respectful as I can. Uh, I don't want to be like, okay, you're in for 20 minutes. What do you got? What do you yeah. got? Go. Um, so some folks, it's 10 minutes. Some folks, it's 20. Sometimes it's 30, or sometimes it's an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, I also am fortunate that I have uh, Haley in my life. Yeah, she's <laughs> who, awesome. She, <laughs> she controls uh, my life, and she does a great job. And <laughs> she makes sure that I have enough time to get to and also be respectful. Uh, but there are days that it's just jam-packed, and I'm running and going, and I can't keep up. Uh, but, like, today I, I have probably – just like eight to 10 things on my calendar. So it, it's pretty spaced out throughout the day, and I'll be actually home at a reasonable hour, so I'm pretty there excited. You, you said just eight to 10 yeah, things. Just, eight to 10. <laughs> just, a, yeah. just, a, just a minor. <clears throat> yeah. It beats a 15 to 20 for sure. That is true, yeah. <laughs> uh, and how would you explain your process and, and kind of like the idea of seeing yourself as becoming the mayor? I wouldn't see myself <laughs> becoming mayor. So... I don't know how far you want me to go back, but I will just say I loved, and I mentioned this when we spoke, I loved working on campaigns. Mm -hmm. I I love the idea of a campaign be, for a lot of different reasons. One is that you get to you get to work really hard on something, and then you know if you're successful on one day, and it's over, and then you move on to the next thing. And I love that process. And I also love the process that you can help someone else get elected, and they can do really good work, but you don't have to be the person always in the light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I worked on campaigns when I lived in Cleveland, when I moved back to Rockford. Um, it was really a passion of mine. I was selling insurance. I was on boards and uh, different boards throughout the community giving back, but I loved campaigns. And then I, after one campaign, um, we helped get elected a gentleman to state's attorney in Winnebago County. And after that campaign, the next morning, someone called me and said, hey, you should run for third ward alderman. And I really had no 
interest in it. Um, I didn't see my, I shouldn't say I had no interest. I just didn't see myself doing that job. And I looked at it and I thought I could make an impact. And I ran and I was really fortunate. I had a lot of people to help. And if any successful campaign, it's not one person. It's a lot of people helping you knock on doors, make phone calls, be organized. And so I ran and I was fortunate to win. And then I was sitting there as alderman and you're sitting in this horseshoe with really good people who want to do well uh, for the community. Most of them want to do well for the community. And uh, <laughs> and I was just sitting there and I, I was just growing frustrated. I was, you know, newly married. I was, we were thinking about having kids and Rockford just wasn't the place I wanted to raise my kids at the time. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like there was personalities getting in the way of our progress. And there were, and I'm not placing blame on anyone. I, I, it's a tough job. Uh, all of the jobs are really hard. Um And you have a deeper appreciation of them once you're in them. It's hard Mm -hmm. to explain. Uh, But we had, you know, a mayor and a chairman who weren't speaking. We had a police chief and a a sheriff who weren't really getting along or speaking well. And I was just like, man, this is crazy. I was also really young uh, and partially dumb. Uh, And so I was like, well, I have a couple of options. I can be alderman and keep going along and do okay. I could move. I could get more engaged. And so first thing I did is talk to Sarah and we said, well, we don't want to move. We love the west side of Rockford. We love the potential that our community has. Let's dive in further. And huge thanks to Sarah for doing it. It's a, it's probably harder on the spouse or a loved one than it is on the actual candidate and the mm-hmm. person in mm-hmm. the position. Um, because I signed up for it. She gets a lot of grief that yeah. she didn't sign up for that. Yeah. Um, so ran and we're really fortunate to win. That's awesome. Do you so for those of you who don't know, Tom is actually on his second term. Do you feel like there was more pressure on you in the first term or the second? Or is there no pressure? <laughs> There's pressure. You know, good question. I the first term was just both were really unique for different reasons. Or both have been unique for different reasons. Um the first one, a lot of pressure. I mean I I don't know how much you know about me, but um, I was fortunate. My dad actually was mayor of Rockford, so I got a lot of, well, you're mayor because your dad was mayor. So there was that pressure of, well, I didn't earn it. I actually didn't even know that. Yeah, Yeah. they were like, I didn't earn it. I just was given it, or that's the reason. So there was pressure Mm. put on me and then also pressure in my own head of, I want to be good on my own, not because someone else helped me get there. And he certainly did help. I I mean, can't deny that. Uh, And then... We also had COVID, which was... You and I talked about that, yeah. That was the worst. Um, I mean, you're telling someone to shut down their business yeah. for nothing that they did. Just And you shutting it down, we hope, will benefit others mm-hmm. by keeping them healthy. That was that was hard. Um, and you had took a lot of really difficult phone calls of, I put my life into this business. I put all of my family's money into this business, oh, and you're telling me to man. close it down. That's probably the nicest way someone put it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They usually had lots of four-letter words uh, uh, in it, in which I don't even blame them. I, yeah. I would have done the same thing. Uh, so that was tough. And then um, also in 2020, so I got reelected in 2021. Also in 2020, we had a much needed, but an awful way to get there, but a much needed social reckoning on what was going on in race, with mm-hmm. race. and. Rockford specifically was not immune to that. Uh, we've had a lot of things that we need to improve upon. 
Um, and so that added to the difficulty of that first term. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, both COVID and uh, I'll call it social unrest in 2020 provided so many opportunities that I'm a big believer, like all of those challenges, they create opportunities and you got to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. All those crises, you really need to take advantage of. And so I think we did. I, I really do. I think we were able to pass some things during COVID that I don't think anyone thought our community could pass. I think following uh, the murder of George Floyd, we were able to get some things done that I don't think our community ever would have faced or it would have taken a lot longer for our community mm-hmm. to face. And I'm not saying we're there on either accord, yeah. but I definitely think we're on the right track and we uh, track because we recognize the problem now. We're also facing that problem head on and as a community together. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And uh, it's, it's every time I hear about COVID, it's kind of it's funny to me because uh, you get PTSD or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when COVID hit, I was in uh, Tunis, Tunisia, and uh, <laughs> so and that my my uh, kind of like like deployment got extended because COVID hit. So we went from like a six month to a nine month. Wow! And then when I came back home, it was like everybody's wearing masks because over in Africa there was nothing. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, there was nothing. It wow. was like everybody was living regular day to day, no COVID go to the mall, whatever, a super normal, you know. But uh, aside from that, how long would, would you say it, it kind of takes for, like, your plans and ideas to be, like, finalized on paper and then your team to kind of start getting it done? So great question. Uh, not to give you, like, a political answer, but <laughs> it really does depend. Yeah. So, you know, I'll take a couple of them. So... Some of the things I'm most proud of, I'll, I'll touch on just because I want to be selfish too. Um, <laughs> so like Rockford Promise. Yeah. We, yeah. Any child who lives in Rockford, goes to Rockford Public Schools, works hard and earns a 3.0, we now pay for them to get a four-year degree at Northern Illinois University tuition-free. Wow. Um, phenomenal. So Rockford Promise, the organization, was in existence for, let's say, almost a decade. Mm-hmm. And then it took us a long time to get the casino. And in 2019, we got approval for the casino. We got that up and going, and we knew we were going to get this revenue. And I was like, I don't want this revenue just to go to fill potholes. I want this revenue to touch lives of everyone in our community. And so looked at Rock for Promise, always had been a big fan of it. But they were doing scholarships of 20, 30, 40 individuals. Uh, and so this, I wanted to really blow it up. And yeah. Give everyone that opportunity. Truly make it a promise, not a scholarship. Not a maybe, but a promise, you know? Um, And so that was meetings for almost a year with all different parties and probably the last eight months meetings like every seven, ten days with lots of people in the room. Um, And then getting it through council was a whole nother challenge. And so we probably benefited a little bit because it was uh, in the midst of COVID Mm -hmm. uh, and it was virtual. So we didn't have uh, as many public speakers coming in and screaming at aldermen about doing it. Uh, But that was, that was a long process. Then you look at family peace center. So when I got elected, we didn't track domestic violence. It's our, and today we know it's our number one call for service. It's 40% of all of our violence. And when I got elected, if you were a survivor of domestic violence or sexual assault, and we placed you in the center of the population of our city at Alpine and uh, State, mm-hmm. you would have to go to 15 to 20 different organizations to get services. Well. So we said, well, that's not right. That doesn't meet our values, and that's not helping survivors, and it's, I believe, attributing highly to our crime rate. Yeah. Um, and so 
we, again, probably about a year process, we called together hundreds of people throughout our community, did public meetings and all of that. I mean, a big difference between private sector and public sector. I, I'm not a king. Uh, I'm not the I'm not the owner of the business. I need support of the community to really do anything because if the community doesn't support it, aldermen aren't going to vote for it. And so I not only need the community, then I need to work all 14 aldermen to get it done. So today I'm proud that a survivor can walk in one building and get services from literally 29 different organizations in one building free of charge. And it's all done in a trauma-informed way. So uh, I would say it depends on the project, but roughly big, big initiatives, about a year. But there's other things that you can do, and you can do them really quick. Like we did a concrete program, have an at-risk young adults build uh, sidewalks in our community. We did that in probably two, three months. That's, that's awesome. Uh, kind of aside from that stuff, um, what are kind of some of the upcoming projects that you're excited about? And what impact do you think the Hard Rock Casino is going to make in the city? Okay, big ones. Um, I would say... One I'm really excited about was just announced uh, yesterday. Uh, PCI Pharmaceuticals just invested $50 million in the city of Rockford to build a 250,000-square-foot facility and hire 250 people. That's a huge investment in manufacturing. It's a huge investment in the city of Rockford, and that's on Linden Road. Um, I would say a huge one that is coming up is the Barbara Coleman complex. So Barbara Coleman used to house more than 2,500 employees down on South Main Street. Uh, it has been vacant uh, for now 25 years. It's dilapidated. It like just when you walk by it, it just saps you of any hope that you could have. In <laughs> um, South Maine, there's a lot of cool things going on. I mean, on one side, you have one of the world's fastest growing cargo airports mm -hmm. in the world. And on the other side, you have Embassy Suites in a downtown that's getting revitalized. But in the middle, you got a lot of work to do. <laughs> but you also have some cool things. So you have like Clem Arboretum. The city invests in a new fire station. You have mm -hmm. Providence Baptist, who also just opened a resource center. You have a brand new clinic for Swedish American. You have some amazing businesses. Uh, but there's Barbara Coleman. And so we are right now uh, trying to redevelop that site. And it's more than 20 acres. We're trying to redevelop it into a $400 million development project that's really building a city within a city. It'll rehab all nine of the historic buildings. It'll build uh, new townhouses and row houses along South Main Street. There will be 900 new residential units on this campus with restaurants, with entertainment, and amphitheater on the river. Crazy. Uh, nice. Really cool. And I would say the last one I'm really excited about is we've approved it, but the construction hasn't started yet, is Davis Park. So the city of Rockford only owns one park. The park district owns all the other parks. And so Davis Park is a park we own. It's right downtown, right adjacent to Embassy Suites. But it's been really kind of blocked off and not very welcoming and really <laughs> underutilized. And so we tore down a big building in the center of the park, and we are going to invest about $6.5 million into that park. It'll have an amphitheater. It'll have a skate park. It'll have a playground. It'll have an urban beach. It'll have splash pads. It'll have new restrooms and things of that. It'll have new pass system throughout the park. And my goal is I want new music to come down. I mean, I'm people get angry at me saying this, but I'm not like the biggest country fan in the world. <laughs> um, and it 
Rockford's really good at getting some country acts, but mm-hmm. we have a diverse population. Yeah. We need some diverse music. Yeah. Um, and I think seeing live music on the banks of the Rock River would be amazing. Oh, yeah. And, and it would invite more people downtown. It would just create a better atmosphere. So that's really what I want to see. Uh, those are some I'm excited about. Uh, casino. It, it's been huge. So two things about the casino. So you have the temporary casino that's up right now. That's generating about two, two and a half million dollars to the city of Rockford. We use 1.5 of that for Rockford Promise. The other amounts go into our rainy day fund, um, our fund reserve. Uh, the, the actual casino, the permanent casino, is pretty neat. It's going to have about 1,000 construction jobs to help build it. It's a more than $300 million project. Mm-hmm. It will have 800 permanent jobs with an average wage of $50,000. Um, so employment opportunities that's going to do, we also built into it, into our agreement that, uh, they have to use minority contractors and women owned, uh, businesses. So we're helping small locally owned women and minority owned businesses help build this beautiful facility. And then once it's open, we're going to see a lot more entertainment, a lot more visitors to our community and the city of Rockford is we negotiated that we will be guaranteed to get a minimum of $7 million a year from it. And I really believe that that number will be more like nine to eleven million dollars because they're going to be paying property tax every time you go and have a cocktail. You're going to be paying a tax on it every <laughs> yeah. time you get food. All of that stuff is going to be paying taxes back to the city, so it's going to have an enormous impact. That's what I was thinking about. Uh, how you said there's going to it's going to bring more attention to the city. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is finally the chance to have a lot of outside acts come to the city and like Absolutely. have a very great venue to perform at. Yeah, and. Downtown, I mean, I wouldn't say quietly, but we've done some cool things. I mean, if you look at like the BMO Harris Bank Center, Mm -hmm. we did a partnership. We used to, City of Rockford owned the Ice Hawks. So we negotiated with the Blackhawks and said, they bought it and we're using some of the money that they've paid us for the the Ice Hawks uh, to reinvest into BMO Harris Bank Center. Mm -hmm. So it's great for the Ice Hawks and it's great for us because now we're guaranteed to have that hockey affiliated A with the Blackhawks, one of the premier NHL organizations, uh, I would say probably one of the premier sports organizations in the world, uh, and it's guaranteed to be there for 15 years, and we're using that money to reinvest into BMO, not just good for hockey, but BMO needed a facelift. I mean, my dad actually was, (laughs) my dad was on city council and then mayor when BMO was built. He was, he started becoming mayor in 81, and when you walked into the BMO Harris Bank Center, it felt like 1981. Well, now <laughs> it's starting to feel like today. And so next year, it'll have the last year of the big construction on it. So when you walk in, the whole uh, ticket area will be totally redone. It'll look like today's time. And then Coronado Theater. We have one of the world's best theaters. It's actually one of North America's top 150 theaters. I think it's ranked 105. It's absolutely gorgeous. And they're starting to get new uh, and more diverse acts into the Coronado. So I'm really excited about it. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, uh, when you're talking to these, I guess these uh, other people about that you obviously have to talk to to kind of convince into these projects, is it oftentimes like, how do I say? Is it like difficult to convince them, or is it just like I like they're just simple, simply more like I can't see us needing that or doing that right now. So. It's difficult Mm -hmm. probably for two reasons, right? So, I mean, 
it's just like if you want to, if I want you to move to Rockford and you don't live here, let's yeah. say you live in DeKalb and you're like, I don't know if I want to move to Rockford. What you're going to look at probably is some of the same things the businesses are, mm-hmm. maybe not all of the things, uh, but you're looking at taxes. So that's why we've been trying to drive down property taxes. You're looking at uh, our school system. Truthfully, it's been underperforming. We need a stronger school system, and I think they're working towards that. But today, 46% of our black children aren't graduating high school. 29% of our white kids aren't graduating high school. 28% of our Hispanic kids aren't graduating high school. That's not acceptable. Some big numbers. Huge. I mean, it's just not acceptable. It's rough. So right now, by the way, it's a school board election. All seven school board members are up for election. Folks need to get out and vote. Uh, because it has a significant impact on how our kids are getting educated. Uh, and then crime. I mean, we have way too much violent crime. I would say right now we're starting to see it decrease again. I don't think people realize where we were pre-pandemic. I mean, we were 29% reductions in uh, violent crime, 28% reductions in property crime, and then pandemic hit and it went through the roof. We're now starting to see some decreases. In 2022, we saw an 8% decrease. Now, in 2023, we've had some really high-profile homicides, the Pennon's murder, uh, to name one. Um, But we're starting to see overall violent crime drop. It needs to drop much further because anyone wants to have a safe place. They want their employees to have a safe place. Uh, Employers also are looking at, is the workforce ready to work? I would say those who are ready to work, Rockford's wonderful. I mean, we have employees who have grit, who work hard, who persevere and get things done and get things built. I mean, we do amazing things. Like we're building one of the world's largest telescopes ever right here in Rockford. We're doing some amazing, really cutting edge things in our community. Uh, So I I would say we got to continue to work on those three to make it an easier discussion with businesses. But also the competition is just so fierce. We need to make sure that the city of Rockford, the state of Illinois, and our federal government are all three working together to make sure that we get those wins. And I would say we've worked really hard to build relationships between the state and the federal government with the city of Rockford. And I think we're starting to see some of those wins. Well, one question I was going to ask you is, um, and obviously you mentioned the potholes, but other than the potholes, <laughs> what are like the top three or maybe top couple complaints or issues that you hear on a consistent basis about the city? Yeah. Um, so some are based in reality and some are right. So potholes, that's reality. I mean, our roads, <laughs> our roads need love, right? Um, yeah. They really do. I just so, popped two of my tires actually a couple of weeks oh, ago. Yeah, like, no that. joke. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, well... So we need to do work a lot faster. So uh, we did pass the largest capital improvement plan. So we used to pass capital improvement plans that were like 100 million, 180 million, 190 million. Our most recent capital improvement plans, the largest by far, it's $340 million. So just as I was driving here, Charles Street, one of the worst roads in Rockford, totally going to be redone this summer. Uh, South Alpine Street, one of the worst roads in Rockford, going to be redone this summer. We, when I got elected, we had 17 bridges that were either closed or had load restrictions. Now, with this capital improvement plan, all of them will be addressed. And so I think we're moving in the right direction. Huge complaint, though, and a rightful complaint. Um, I would say taxes is uh, people always complain. No one wants to pay. <laughs> Everybody yeah. I would say that's not really based in reality anymore yeah. to me. 
uh, and I think it's misguided complaints. Um, I mean, city of Rockford is only about 21, 23% of your tax bill. We have not increased our property taxes in a decade. There's very few cities that can say that they've done that. Uh, and since I've been mayor, we've actually decreased our property taxes and saved residents $72 million. But there's 10 other taxing bodies who continue to increase, many yeah. of which continue to increase their taxes. And no one's calling the Forest Preserve and being like, why do you keep increasing my taxes? <laughs> no, they're, they're calling the mayor saying, why do you keep increasing my taxes? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's a different government body. I don't control them. Uh, so that's a complaint we get. Um, I would say... Other complaints, I mean, younger people want to have a more pedestrian-friendly. That also goes with the infrastructure, more pedestrian and cycling-friendly. Mm -hmm. We are just not a pedestrian, cycling-friendly community at this point. Yeah. So we've allocated an additional $12 million towards what we call our active transportation section of our capital improvement plan to help make sure that we are. But that's a significant complaint that we get. Um, some of the other ones just aren't, in my opinion – based in reality. I mean, like, I can't find a job. There are so many jobs. <laughs> there's, in our there's a ton of jobs. There's actually more jobs in our community than we have people who can fill them. But what wow. I argue is we need to get those people. Um, I mean, when you're seeing 46% of our young black kids not graduate high school, we need to do something to make sure that there's a safety net to help them mm -hmm. um, because they're not all bad kids, right? I mean, or the 29% of white or 28% of Hispanic. Um, some just don't want to do it and may never do it. Okay. But the vast majority, they've dealt with some really tough things. They have a life got in the way, whatever it may be. Uh, we need to be there to provide them other avenues to succeed. And so one thing I would be excited about if the city of Rockford could get, and I think we can, is a partnership with Goodwill to build uh, an Excel center. So those kids uh, and adults who have dropped out of school or don't have a high school degree, instead of getting them a GD, let's get them a high school degree and let's provide mm -hmm. daycare services for their children while they're getting that high school degree and let's help them get employment assistance so that they can get those jobs. Uh, so I think there's things, those complaints, I shouldn't say they're not based in reality, but they're, there's lots of steps to them and I think we can help and do a better job. Those are some of them though. There's basically like they're based off of the person's willingness to actually go and solve it themselves kind of in a way? To some degree. Uh, I'll take some of the blame, though, as city of Rockford. I mean, we need to create those avenues, and we need to make people aware of the opportunities, too. I mean, that's something we need to consistently do a better job of. I mean, truthfully, that's a big reason I want to be on the podcast is we have lots of programs that can help people, but they may not be aware of them. Yeah, and that's, that's partly them and that's partly us. We got to meet in the middle. They have to want to be engaged and want to compete. And we have to want and need to get that information to them so that they don't have to like search out or know someone to have yeah. that information. Which is, yeah, that's, that's actually the search out and know someone is kind of more common. Huh? Right. <laughs> now that I actually think about it. But I do feel like it's still, you have the phone, you do your laptops, computers. So it's kind of, it's still hard to say, that you can put the blame on someone else when you you have this thing in your hand that you can just Google opportunities on, like every day of your life. And now everybody knows yeah. the job stat too. So yeah, make, I'm gonna make it aware that people know about that. There's more jobs than people can fill. That's insane yeah, to me. Exactly. But I would also say like, 
So one thing that we're doing at the city and we have to be intentional about is when we hire folks. I mean, you look at our organization, we're still heavily predominantly a white organization. <laughs> we need to reflect the community we serve. Mm -hmm. As simple as that. So one of the things that we can do is we can geofence our advertisements for jobs in different areas of our community so that we can attract and make those folks aware. So when you are on your phone and you're scrolling through Facebook, the ad that you see is come yeah. work for the city of Rockford. Mm -hmm. So if you're at church, no offense, pastors, but when you're at church, um, <laughs> you know, let's geofence those churches mm -hmm. and let's get those folks employed with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why we're also trying to be purposeful. If it's a concrete program, we're going to actually do a pothole patching program for young adults to say, hey, we want you working for the city of Rockford in our public works department. It's a great job. You can make a livable wage. You can have a pension. Uh, I mean, it's you've got great health benefits. It's a great job that you can live well in Rockford if you're a public works employee. And uh, my second question would be, so how do you stay so, like, obviously you don't seem like a down person. You seem very positive, optimistic even. Uh, so how do you stay so, you know, motivated as you go through your days? So my, my wife would probably have different answers than I do. Um, <laughs> my big feeling is I'm not here forever. Uh, I'm, I'm really lucky, and I really take it pretty seriously how fortunate I am. I'm really lucky to be in the position I am. On the worst days, people yelling at me. I make a mistake, and they're really yelling at me. I'm in the paper making a mistake, whatever that is. I make them all the time. But those still aren't that bad of days. A lot of people have it worse, and I am really fortunate to be in a position that at least until 2025, mm -hmm. I can make a positive impact. And so every day, if it's Saturday, if it's Sunday, if it's Monday morning at 4 in the morning, if I can do something to make the community better, mm -hmm. because I live here, I'm going to be living here. Um, that's what I want to do. And it's a finite period of time, so I feel like I'm pretty competitive, so I mainly compete against myself in yeah. my head. And so I'm just – okay, what can we do today? And I have, I don't, I left it over there, but I usually have a, a list of items that I'm, I write the night before and my goal is to get them all done. Mm -hmm. I rarely, to be honest, will get them all done because something pops up, but I will just continue to it's drive a, towards it. Just forever. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it feels like a forever list. Yeah. <laughs> I have a side question for you. It's completely random. Yeah. When you go to like a public place, and like you said, your your schedule is very, you know, set in stone. But obviously, when you go to a public place in Rockford, how often are you completely sidetracked and talked to like a million times to where it kind of throws you off? I don't know if that question makes sense. Every time? Every time? <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a funny thing, I, I may have mentioned <laughs> this uh, in previous conversations, but so my wife texted me one day. I was at city council and she was like, hey, uh, when you're done, get milk. Like, for sure. <laughs> I'll get milk. I can do that. Yeah. Um, I drink it too. I'll get it. Uh, needed one thing. Went yeah. into the grocery store, a locally owned grocery store that I know every square inch of that facility. I mean, it's my grocery store, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a big grocery store. Yeah. And it took me 45 minutes. To oh get my milk. goodness. And I knew where it was. I mean, it literally was a in and out in three minutes type of thing. And it was 45 minutes. My, I got home. My <laughs> wife was like, where the 
ill. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, well, this person stopped me and they wanted to talk about this. And then I got up to the counter. <laughs> yeah. This person asked me. And so it it's frequent. Um, and it's a fine line. I mean, it's also one of the most enjoyable aspects of the yeah. job is you get to talk to people from all over and get to hear their concerns, but also their yeah. ideas. And also sometimes not as often, their compliments about whatever it is. And so it's really one of the coolest parts of the job. It's this balance of, I'm still a human. I mm-hmm. still have kids. I still have a wife. I still have family. I still have other things I need to do. Um, and I have a job that I need to do. It's balancing hearing that, having good, meaningful conversations, and being like, all right, I'm really sorry. I got to go. Yeah. Um, and that, I think I've gotten better. I hope I've gotten better at it. Um, but it, it can be really difficult. Yeah, it's funny. He goes in. He goes in. They lock the doors. You <laughs> <laughs> must stay here and talk to us right now. Well, I was about to say, if anyone's watching this and they get to that part where he's talking about forty-five minutes for the milk, I can completely attest to this because I'm helping him get in the building today, and this woman parks her car, and him and I are walking inside, and she looked absolutely starstruck, like looking at you, like she was like, "Oh wow!" Like, and then so yeah, I can definitely attest to that. He definitely gets stopped a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's super funny. <laughs> just forty-five thinking, minutes from now. Yeah, just thinking about it. Like he goes to, he's walk. about to leave, yeah. and then there's oh, one more thing. Often, honestly, one of the best. Uh, I shouldn't even say this. Uh, <laughs> I'll say it. Say it. it can either be the best or the worst. But kids, I mean, it's uh, it's much e- it's much easier for me to be like, hey, I gotta go. I see my kid crying. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will also say there are some people out in the world who don't care if your kid's crying. They still yeah. want to talk mm, to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's all good. I, I mean, I wouldn't trade any of it. I'm really lucky. Yeah, and so if if you weren't the mayor of Rockford, because you, you said you originally didn't have this strong desire to be yeah. in Rockford, were you already looking at kind of other places, like in mind? To live? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean... I lived in D.C. I loved it. I don't think I could live there. Um, I I will say I really did love Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was diverse. I thought they had some great restaurants, kind of different pockets and neighborhoods, some older neighborhoods, some newer neighborhoods. It honestly was much like Rockford, just a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also funny. People from Cleveland were the ones who hated on Cleveland the most. And I, really <laughs> think, I think people from Rockford are the ones who hate on Rockford the most. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. When you talk to someone – just talked to someone who moved from Chicago and someone who moved from California to Rockford, both raved about Rockford, how low cost it is to live, Mm -hmm. the amazing parks, employment opportunities, how easy it is to access government and things that they need. But people in Rockford are like, where are you? I never see you. I'm like, (laughs) I try to be everywhere. Um, So I didn't get too deep into where I would, where I would live. Yeah, I mean, obviously, low, low cost is like a cheap shot. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I mean, you're coming from Chicago. You got to. Yeah. That's a big difference. <laughs> big time. <laughs> One thing I was going to ask you was about like a year or two, I saw on the news that you were potentially thinking about going up for Congress. Um, what led into your decision to not pursue that? And then what do you think you'll be doing after your second term? Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> I'm going to try to avoid as much of that question as I can. Um, He's the president. <laughs> I So I did look at running for Congress in the 17th district. 
I didn't seek it out. Uh, I had some folks reach out to me. Um, it was a tough decision, but also mm-hmm. an easy one. It was weird to say, but uh, the job sucks. <laughs> I mean, just put it in perspective. Uh, I get to sleep. I, I may work a lot, but I'm at home every night, mm-hmm. almost every night. I mean, I may have to go and travel to Springfield and D.C. and a couple of other trips, but I am home a lot. At night, I may miss some stuff during the day, but I'm home and I get to wake up and see my kids. Uh, even if they're sleeping when I leave, I, I see them. And I shouldn't just say that that job sucks, but it sh- I should say it's difficult. Uh, you are gone 150, 200 nights a year. Wow. Um, not really conducive to be a good dad, not conducive to be a good husband, in my opinion. Not I shouldn't say good. There are legislators who are wonderful parents and spouses i am sure um it just would make it much more difficult and it's not the type of spouse or father i want to be for my kids uh so that played a huge huge role i would also say uh, i'll keep saying i'm really lucky like if i if we see a problem it may take me a while like we talked about to get it done Mm -hmm. but i can actually get it done if i'm in congress i'm one of hundreds right if I'm mayor, I'm one of one. And uh, I, like I got to work with 14 aldermen. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure that they're happy and we're working together so I'm not just one person. Um, I got citizens I'm much closer to than mm-hmm. if I was in Congress. I mean, it, I would venture to say some congressmen can get milk quicker than 45 minutes because someone isn't asking them about the pothole in front of their house. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, they're... Uh, so I just... I also look at D.C. and... It's just so frustrating. I mean, you have Democrats who only will work with Democrats. You have Republicans who only work with Republicans. And all you see them do is fight at each other. Yeah. And I'm a Democrat, but I would say I'm pretty moderate Democrat. Um, and you can't get anything done that way. Yeah, I mean, on city council, if you came and watched a city council meeting, you may be able to tell who's a Democrat, who's a Republican by what they're saying and how they're talking. Um, but you won't be able to tell by how they vote. I mean, there's very few times that there's a vote that only Democrats vote for something or only Republicans vote for something. I mean, very few. My first term, there was one vote. That was it. That was broken up on party lines. So we work hard to work together. So from that standpoint, it was easy. From the other standpoint, I mean, it's flattering when people say, hey, you should do this. Uh, um, so that was that was really the only thing. But I, I, I'm youngest of six kids. I want to see my nephews. I want to see my brothers and sisters. I want to see my mom. I want to see my kids and my amazing wife. Mm-hmm. And then what What do you plan on? Is, have you thought of a plan or anything after the second time? <laughs> I thought I just successfully avoided that question. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's a conversation, as I mentioned before, uh, uh, I'm fortunate. I've loved my job. I mean, I, I get to go to work in a city I love. I get to go to work with people who are so much smarter and work just incredibly hard on behalf of citizens. I love every aspect of my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also not naive. I mean, it's hard for my wife. Um, she's much more talented than I am. She works just as hard as I am, and every once in a while someone will be like, oh, you're doing this because your husband's a mayor. That's just bullshit. I mean, she's doing this because she's amazing. Nothing to do with me. So Mm -hmm. she shouldn't have to deal with that. I also am not naive that my kids right now are uh, soon to be six and seven years old. Um, Middle school sucks for anyone. 
Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a hard time. It's the worst. <laughs> it's, it is the worst. <laughs> I mean, kids are just awful. Yeah. Um, and then if your dad's a mayor, probably isn't a lot oh, of fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully they're just not as smart as... <laughs> yeah, hopefully they, they, yeah, they can't figure yeah, it they, out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, they can. Yeah, they, they can. can. I mean, right now my daughter's six and she will come and be like, so-and-so knows you. And I'm like, okay, uh, who's that? <laughs> and they're like, she'll be like, Jason's mom knows you. I'm like, who's Jason? <laughs> yeah. She was like, do you know her, his mom? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know the last name. <laughs> but they know. I mean, they yeah. know they're smart. And mm. I don't want to do anything to negatively impact my kids. So yeah. it, it'll be up. Uh, I love the job. Me and my wife will talk about mm. it. If I served again, I would love that opportunity. Uh, but it, it's a family decision. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, pull your daughter. She's like, don't you talk to Jason? Yeah, <laughs> yeah stop talking <laughs> to Jason. Knows. Now. Talk to Jason. <laughs> she knows. Yeah, he's trouble. Yeah, no, no not <laughs> not trouble. <laughs> so your so your greatest it it sounds like your greatest sacrifice to you personally is like the family aspect of your life. For sure, it's the most important. And yeah, it's. I mean, I was just really lucky. I mean, I grew up. My dad was busy. But he never made me feel like I wasn't the most important. And I was young. I was one of six. Yes. If you ask every one of my brothers and sisters, they'll all say they thought they were the most important to my dad. Mm-hmm. And I want my kids to have that same feeling. And I just, I just hope that they will. Yeah, six is okay. You got a lot of fights. <laughs> you got a lot of fights. Yes. That may be why I'm so competitive. Yeah. Yeah. TV remote. <laughs> oh, yeah, everything. Look, the shower. We had one TV, no joke. It sounds like I was like grew up in the Depression area, but I didn't. Um, we had one TV, and for probably the first 15 years of my life, maybe 12, we actually had to get up and turn the dial to change the channel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and so, like, when you would get up, you didn't want to watch some. there would be a fight. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. TV. <laughs> like, rugby. Yeah. <laughs> go Grabbing the leg, not letting go. Yeah. <laughs> that's super funny. That's hilarious. Everybody's just lined up, like, on the floor, grabbing each other's legs. All, all of them. <laughs> what things do you guys hear that I should be working on? Um, as far as, you say, in the city? Yeah. Um... You know, it's funny, like you said, uh, the jobs one I hear, but like you said, it's it's BS. Um, to some degree. I mean, yeah. I we still got work yeah, on it. Still ex- yeah, of he course. still expressed his, um, yeah. you know, his view on it being also kind of like a thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then the other thing was just the potholes. Yeah. That's what I hear about mm. consistently, yeah. Uh, so, so I will say to that before you answer, yeah, yeah. Um, if you do hit a pothole and it causes damage to your car, you can file a form with the city of Rockford. It's a, some people say, well, it's just a racket. They will never pay. We will pay, but there's a couple of things that have to take place. One, we have to be aware of it. And so someone will have had to report it, and mm-hmm. we did not fill it. And that has happened. But I will say one of the biggest things citizens can do, we have an amazing team. Problem is we have one-third less staff than all of our comparable communities. So we need folks to make us aware and don't just assume. That we're made yeah. aware. Mm-hmm. Um, we have literally, I think we have enough road in our community that you could, if you laid it out, you could drive to Vegas. Um, so there's lots of roads to cover and we have one third less employees. So what I would say to people is don't think people are aware of it. Even if you drive by it and it didn't damage your car mm-hmm. or 
two of your wheels. Um, <laughs> make us aware and just say, hey, there's a pothole on 1300 block of North Main Street. We will then, we have metrics inside our uh, city that I want those filled within 48 hours. And so from when they're reported. So you will get those filled. Uh, you know, obviously like weather permitting, if it's a snowstorm or a rainstorm, we're not going to try to fill a pothole. Yeah. It'll just come back out. Mm -hmm. But I only mention that uh, you, A, you can fill out a form and B, be part of the city and let us know where those are. So for me, I've only been back in Rockford for a year. I got the army in the 2021. Oh, thanks for your service. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Um, so there's not really much I hear other than Rockford's boring. I get that. Oh, that's, yeah, that one too. That's the one that I get more than anything. It's like there's nothing to do. But outside of that, nothing really crazy. Tell you what, now that I know our roads is like, and long enough to get to Vegas, I'd say, hey, maybe you want to go to Vegas? <laughs> get in that kind of you can fly, fly out of uh, Rockford to get there. So I've, I've heard that too. Um, how old are you guys? 22. Uh, I'm 23. Okay. Um, so I'm 39. Uh, a little different right now for me and my family. I feel like there's I can't do all the things I want to do mm -hmm. that are going on in Rockford, but I totally understand what you're saying. I would say we really struggle from that age of 15 to probably like 28 uh, of having things to do. I mean, yeah, you can go to a bar, you can have some fun, but like what are those other things that you can do? What types of things would you like to see our city have? Mm. Well, I feel like you, you've already kind of touched on the diversity in music. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there are things you've already spoken on that you have in place. They just haven't, you know, implemented or they're not complete yet. Yep. So I don't really have a complaint on the entertainment aspect because, once again, you've already expressed you're trying to fix that. Okay. Well, if you guys think of stuff, mm -hmm. let me know. I was thinking maybe uh, that I like to play basketball. Yeah. So I don't know. Something that would be cool is, like, uh, I could totally see a world where kind of by the Davis Park, there's an outdoor, you know, basketball yeah. Uh, hoop or or maybe like some some volleyball nets or something like that. That would be something that would, that be, would cool. be cool. That would be dope. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because like you said, uh, outside of like going out and drinking and stuff, like a lot of people don't have. They're not thinking of other things to do. So. Yeah, and then also like summer leagues for that stuff. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, now we're talking. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Kind of like oh, like clubs and okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, you live in Chicago or DC or other places. I've lived mm -hmm. at often, you know, young adults are like, mm -hmm. hey, let's, you know, do the volleyball or softball or whatever it may be. Then they may go out and have a drink or go listen to some music, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. But that'd be a good idea. I was in a, this, this is random, but I was in a basketball league. Uh, the very first year I got out of high school at the, y, <laughs> the YMCA. And man, I probably, I was, you know, maybe about 5'11", like 120. And I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, I played in high school. This, this should be no problem. I'm playing with all these old men, right? Well, the first game I play, I'm just playing against, it looks like a bunch of just superhuman. <laughs> like they're all 6'5". I'm like, hold on. I thought this was like an amateur type of thing here. So I remember, you know, obviously I came off the bench, you know, kind of like a Jamal Crawford role is what I thought I was going to be. Uh, <laughs> and then, so, uh, and it was actually the, the guy that I got, um, or that told me to come on the team was actually my former freshman basketball coach. He said, yeah, you know, it'd be fun, right? Yeah, it'd be fun. So he, he He's put, thinking it'd be fun to whoop your ass. Yeah, no, literally. So he, he puts me in the game, and it's kind of funny how, you know, I leave uh, freshman basketball 
become an adult and then I'm still getting put in the game by my coach. That's <laughs> besides that is the point. But he puts me in the game and then I, you know, I got the ball up top. You know, I'm trying to make a play on this guy. And I and I go to my right to try to drive to the rim and I do not move him whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let me go to my left. He doesn't move again. So then uh just the whole time I played in that league was just awful. I probably averaged point zero six a game. That's it's awesome. just yeah. But that would be awesome if we <laughs> I'm a little heavier now, so if we had like a, out- <laughs> a little heavier, I can yeah, let me come back yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let me come back. That's awesome. There are, I mean, that's another thing that I think there are a lot of different opportunities. So, like, if you didn't know that coach, you wouldn't have known about that league. Exactly. I think you know, there's a league for hockey. Uh, you know, amateur hockey that takes place at Riverview Ice House right downtown. That if you used to play hockey or you want to. You can, and mm-hmm. there's all different age groups for it. I mean, just not a lot of people know about those yeah. opportunities. I'd probably be a good goalie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like I, like I take up a decent amount of goalie. Yeah, you, you know, take up the size. Yeah, no one's getting it in there. Drop a knee? Come on now. Who can pass me? <laughs> I was going to mention uh, earlier when we were talking about, talking about my tires, I had like the worst stretch with tires. I, I think I messed them or I popped them at least twice last year. The first time was I was on a showing in Pecatonica and I showed the house and then I'm leaving and uh, and I'm driving on the side of the road and I'm not going to lie, I got distracted for a second. I think I was like switching my song or something. Get off your phone. Yeah, I swerved kind of into the, the side of the road and I heard both of them like pop. It's crazy. And then a few months later, it was in Ryefair. I missed them up too. We get all of our crime and bad roads from Pecatonica. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So now now you're just complaining to them, man. (laughs) Now you're just heartbroken. (laughs) Now I'm just really heartbroken about these tires, man. That's that's all it is. Yeah. (laughs) I actually do have a question, and uh, we typically like to ask would you rather questions Uh, at the end. Well, no, this won't be a would you rather. It's more of a hypothetical. You you don't really have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) And this this is extremely. lighthearted and um <laughs> i just thought it'd be a funny question i just thought of it so if we could go back to when you were you know trying to run for for mayor the first time <laughs> that's crazy because i know the question. such a stupid question <laughs> go ahead. so if we can go back if you and i knew each other back then and i'm like you know what tom i can guarantee you a spot to be the mayor right now today but all <laughs> <laughs> but all you have to do is step in the ring with mike tyson <laughs> For one round. No. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. No. You don't think you got one round, uh, um, Iron no, Mike? I, I feel like if it's. I don't think I got about eight seconds. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it's Mike today, I feel like we, you can't avoid him. Prime, Prime Mike. No, don't look at him. And if say it was Prime. Mike today. I don't know. I, you know, Mac Mers are known for our big ears. I want to keep mine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's kind of trying to go for him. Oh, man. Yeah. And, and you're tall. You're just, you're, you're as tight. <laughs> nope, not gonna, not gonna do that. Yeah, no. that was that was silly. I was, I was I, like, well, was, uh, we talked about it. We talked about it, and he was like, "You got a better one?" Yeah, I said, he's like, "I don't know if we should ask that question." Yeah. I said, "Well, you got a better one?" I said, "I think Tom's gonna like it. I think he'll like this question." Yeah, that's an easy one. No, yeah, I'm not fighting Mike. Mm-hmm. Fine, Mike. It's just. I could no ask somebody that question. <laughs> is there is there anything else you want to mention uh, before? Is there anything else coming up or anything like that that you want to mention that people should be aware of? 
I would mention a couple of quick things. One I already mentioned, you got a big election coming up on April 4th. Mm -hmm. It is truly embarrassing how low our voter turnout is. My big belief is don't come complaining to any any group unless you've actually voted. Um, it, if you vote, then yes, complain uh, all day long. You deserve it. You've participated. But if you want to sit back often in your mom's basement behind your computer <laughs> complaining, but you're not going to get out and go vote, it's really hard for me to understand that mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, I would uh, So you have school board races, you have Rock Valley College races, both critical for our community to move forward. Um, other things is I would really encourage people to, outside of just voting, get more engaged, reach out. I, I think Rockford's pretty unique especially for younger folks, that if you want to get engaged and you want to make an impact, you can really do so. Um, You can join a board. You can join a commission. You can reach out to the mayor or the alderman. You're going to get a response. Uh, You can also, you don't have to go that route. If you want to, or, or I would also ask anyone watching, get engaged with our kids. I mean, our kids need probably two things more than anything maybe three, they and I think they all are revolved around each other, and this goes to them getting better grades, and it goes to less juvenile violent crime. Our kids need love, they need hope, and they need a mentor. And the number one thing that builds a resilient uh, and thriving young person is just one adult who cares about them. And I would say anyone listening to this podcast, you can be that adult. And if that's coaching a little league baseball or basketball game, do it. If that means you just seeing a young kid out on the street when you're walking to your favorite restaurant or about to go somewhere, just stop and say hi. Say, hey, man, how you doing? You know, ask them if they need anything. Just talk to them. Our kids need folks engaged in their lives. And that's probably one of our biggest challenges. And if we had more people engaging in our young people's lives, we'd see higher educational attainment and we'd see lower violent crime. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate you being here. Yeah. Appreciate um, the opportunity. Yeah, of course. And uh, before we end every podcast, um, we, you know, I just wanted to say follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Born Broke Podcast for latest podcast clips and podcast updates. We appreciate Tom for being here. Um, and with that being said, Born Broke. Born Broke. And we say Born Broke at the end if you born want to. Born Broke. <laughs> <laughs> you don't force it on Tom. <laughs> Thank you guys. Yeah, Yeah, of course.